This is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Mabel, and this episode is Motivational Autonomy. So this is our ongoing series on motivation that I plan on having go through the entire year of 2022, giving you different ideas on how to motivate your kids to get excited about learning, to be interested in learning, to want to do various educational activities. Keeping in mind that, as we talked about back in January, rewards and punishments are both problematic and are motivation killers. They kill the intrinsic motivation that kids naturally have, replacing it with extrinsic motivation, which tends to be temporary and therefore is problematic in building ongoing learning and that lifelong learners that we really want in our children. Um, I'm assuming we all have that same goal of wanting kids who grow up to be adults who enjoy learning, know how to learn, have a love of learning, and are constantly learning throughout their lifetimes for their own personal enjoyment as well as personal gain and bettering all of society through all of the things that they are able to do with the knowledge that they have. So with that background, that basis, this episode we're talking about how to use autonomy to build motivation. So again, starting with that idea of a parent telling a kid, you have to do this. And the kid feeling like, no, I won't. I don't want to. You can't make me. And we get into that power struggle. Think about what's happening there. You are taking away that child's autonomy. You are taking away their ability to decide for themselves what they should be doing and how they should be spending their time. And therefore, anything you're telling them to do is automatically something they're going to have less less willingness to do, less interest in doing. And what we want is kids who intrinsically pick up a book and want to go read it. Intrinsically, you know, they they they're looking for information. They're intrinsically motivated to do writing, to learn how to do math. They're intrinsically motivated. They just want to go do it and so they go do it. That's what our goal is. So we're coming up with all of these ways to build that and think about exactly what that is. That is autonomy. That is a child choosing for themselves how they're going to spend their time. So anything we can do to foster their autonomy is going to help with that end goal. So autonomy, by definition, a definition, is the capacity to make an informed, uncoerced decision. By definition, rewards and punishments are coercive. We are trying to coerce a particular behavior in or out of a child, right? So what we want is to stop those coercive practices and foster autonomy. We want children to have the capacity to make an informed, uncoerced decision. 
they are deciding for themselves what they are doing with the information needed to do it. First way to do this is to give choices. That's like basic autonomy, right? When I've got a toddler, I'm not going to say you have to put on the this this shirt and these shorts and the, this these socks. I give them choices. Do you want this shirt or this shirt? And I give age appropriate choices. In a two year old, I probably am only going to give a choice of two or three shirts, depending on the kid. In a three to five year old, I might give a, a whole rack of five to 10 shirts that they can choose from. So that they're age appropriate development, I shouldn't even say age appropriate, developmentally appropriate, your specific child, what is appropriate for your specific child? How much choice can they handle before it becomes too much and overwhelming and they get frustrated and don't even want to make a choice? So you have to keep that in mind, but you're constantly giving choices and also give meaningful choices, things that actually matter to them, you know, Asking whether they're going to use the blue fork or the red fork is less meaningful than asking what you should make for dinner and having them participate in that decision-making process. Educationally, it comes down to asking whether they want to use the crayon or the colored pencil to do their activity is less meaningful, but not necessarily a bad choice. It's just less meaningful than do you want to practice counting or do you want to practice your letters? So think about those kinds of choices too. And again, it's not bad to give choices between a colored pencil and a crayon, but just think through how much resistance are they having? How much, how powerless are they feeling? Because when kids feel powerless, they fight back, which then tends to cause us to up our level of authoritarianism and it causes a bigger power struggle. So back off on that, try to find ways that they can make those choices for themselves. What do you want to do? How do you want to accomplish this task? And how, and you know, we've talked about in building that relation, building that relationship and fostering that connection, using communication, problem solving together. So if, you really feel like they need to work on identifying letters and letter sounds, you can let them know that it's very important to you that they learn their letter sounds. Even in a young child, how can we get that? How can we practice that? And usually they need choices. It's, um, the, you know, the younger they are, the more developmentally immature they are, the less they're able to come up with different ideas on how to teach themselves something or how to learn something because they haven't been exposed to as many different options. So you need to give them some options. You know, we have this workbook, we have these manipulatives, we have this art that we can do. What do you want to do? Which of those do you want to do to work on your letter sounds? Giving them those kinds of choices can help them feel a lot like they have some control over what's going on instead of always being told what to do and when. So really think through, you have an idea in your head of what's going to happen. How important is it that you stick to that? 
allowing for flexibility that allows them to have some choice in the matter and some autonomy in the matter can be very powerful in getting cooperation towards that common goal of working on whatever it is that they need to be learning. Which ties in with the next tip is give responsibility. When you're giving things that are meaningful, it really helps to make a child feel like they have control over something. And not just that they have control, but that their control is important. So it's not just that they get to pick whether they are eating with the red or blue fork, they're picking what everyone is eating for dinner. That's a lot more responsibility. And the next level from that is they're responsible for cooking the dinner for everyone to eat. And I'm not saying force that on them, but allow that for them. Giving them that kind of responsibility that people are relying on them to accomplish something can really help them feel that they are important and can motivate them to be, to be a, a meaningful member of the family and can <clears throat> educationally engage them in learning. So in terms of responsibility for learning, I often see parents post, well, should I get this curriculum or this curriculum? And one of my questions is often, have you asked your kid? Look at it with your kids. Say, look, I'm looking at this one or this one. Which one do you think would be a good fit for you? I've known, you know, this one has these videos and this one has this online part and this one comes with these manipulatives and this one does this. And, and I was thinking this would be good because of this and this would be good because of this. Which one do you think would be good for you? Or do you have any other ideas? Do you want to research it? You know, especially the older kids, when they're getting into 10, 11 years old, they can choose what curriculum they're going to be using. For those of you that are homeschooling or doing any supplemental stuff at home, you know, have them research what language arts curriculum do you want? And for those who are in a traditional school, you can still give your child those kinds of responsibilities in terms of having them choose what book they're doing for their book report, having them choose what, um, even what school they go to, to some degree within reason, right? Like think about what options are actually available in terms of your whole situation. And if you've been considering homeschooling or even if you are currently homeschooling, make sure your child knows that it's a choice that they can choose to go to a traditional school if they want. If they are going to a traditional school, they have a choice to be homeschooled if that's gonna work for your family. But let them know what choices you're considering. Bring them into that conversation. Even a young child can have a say in how they're spending their days. And I think they should have a say in how they're spending their days within parameters. I'm not saying the kid gets to decide everything with no consequences financially. I understand we have parameters. What we as a family can handle right now with our current situation, we can handle this financially, we can handle this time-wise, we can handle this location, we can handle... These are our... our these are our options that we can handle. But how can that child be a part of that conversation and feel true responsibility for what they're doing and, and autonomy in making choices for their own education? Um, and it can also be simple things, giving them autonomy and choices and responsibility around 
having a clean workspace, a workspace that they can work at to get their homework done. This is your desk, but there's papers all over it. How are you going to get your homework done? Okay, part of your responsibility is keeping a workspace that you are able to work at. And when you give that responsibility, you have to you have to set up parameters and also recognize what, how much do you, what exactly do you need? If you need it to be perfectly clean for your sanity, then that is a different conversation than making it about them needing it perfectly clean, right? Like you can tell them, I need the desk space to be clean because it's in the middle, you know, it's in the living room it's where everyone sees it. And every time I walk by, if there's a big mess, it just makes me feel very unsettled and it bothers me so much. I can't handle a messy desk in that space. So your responsibility is to keep that desk clean and cleared off. And then you have that desk available for working on, but things have to get cleaned up at the end of every day or something like that. You can set your own parameters around that. I think that's perfectly acceptable but you also can give that responsibility. And again, you have to be careful that you are giving responsibility as a gift that also comes with rewards and um, perks and not rewards, but like, I'm not thinking of the <laughs> word that I want, um, but there's benefits. There are benefits to having that responsibility that they have that autonomy and they can make choices and they can, you know, maybe it means that they, can decorate a certain way. And also as they're getting older and they have more responsibility, they also have more freedoms and they can stay up a little bit later or they can make more, you know, bigger choices about exactly what they're doing with their time and when they're doing it and their schedule. And so there's that play of how much responsibility do they have? How much freedom do they have? Moving on, follow their lead, keep in mind, who is my kid? What are they interested in? Let them make those choices and give them that autonomy to be their own person um, based on their own specific interests and what they are particularly interested in that lends itself perfectly to motivation. Whatever they're already interested in, they already have an intrinsic motivation towards. So allow them to just run with that and be their own person in that. Support them as much as they need, you know, recognize what they're doing so that they can feel seen and feel validated in what they're doing, but let them do it. Okay, so takeaway for today is autonomy can be very motivating. And I encourage all of you to find ways to foster autonomy in your children, no matter how young or old they are, it is very powerful in leading to more a more motivated child. So then email me, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com and tell me how do you foster autonomy? I cannot wait to hear from you and I will talk to you again next week.